You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Sid Talk, I'm just recording some silence, but I was just thinking while I was looking at the bar going across recording. Is that so sometimes you can just listen to that and wish that that's how I am all the time? True. Just go, here's my ten seconds of silence. I was just watching uh, the, I was just thinking while I was watching the recording bar going along, recording silence. There's never silence. No, no. Ever. Unless you're dead. But then there might be like music when you're dead. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sorry, what's that theory about music when you're dead? You're in a gigantic rave for the rest of your life. Hmm. Or whatever, you know. How about you just... Eric Clapton is playing... Hear bugs and worms chomping on you. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not music. No, I'm thinking something else. What's it cremated? You hear... All your life. So you're saying... All your death. Transcendence <laughs> is a real thing. Yes. And sometimes we transcend into a constant, into an eternal rave, and sometimes into an eternal burning horror show. That is very optimistic. It is. <laughs> so... So what are you, raver or burner? <laughs> both. That'd be kind of like, cool. That's the that's the sound of a rave. <laughs> All right then, so it is Saturday, July the nineteenth. It feels like a long time since we did a podcast. Is it the nineteenth or was it the eighteenth? Mm, you might be right. You might be right. It's the nineteenth. Yeah, that's what the computer says. This is after the show number three hundred and thirty-six. This is our weekly podcast where we review a movie, and this is the three hundred and thirty-six or three hundred thirty-six version of it. Here's what my math teacher, or my teacher explained to me, I think in second grade. If you say it's 336, that means over here there are 300, and over here there are 36. Which equals 336. Right, but they're separate things. When you have 336, I don't know why that's stuck in my mind forever. I think she didn't like the and, and she wanted us to never say the and part. It's just 336, or 2052, or 2152. That's not right, though, is it? (laughs) But it Neither is. Neither way is right. I mean, yeah, both ways right, sorry. We don't have 2012. You but you have do. People say it's 2012. I know people say it, but it's not accurate. They say, what year is it? 2014. I know, but it isn't accurate. Just because people say it, you think it's right? I think because she said it, she's right. No, I don't think she's right. I think she is, because it, now it bugs me shit out of me. <laughs> anyway. That makes it. Right. So it's after the show. Three hundred. Did you want to turn on that? Did you want to turn on that silence now? Yes. <laughs> and the movie we're looking at this week is Transcendence. It's a 2014 movie. Just came out at the beginning of this year. It's released on Blu-ray this upcoming Tuesday, the 21st of July. PG-13. It's from our friends at Warner Brothers. And Sid Talk, give us the synopsis. Of don't, Transcendence. don't give me a signal of tininess. If you want a short synopsis, a, give it yourself. A short synopsis of Transcendence. Then you give it yourself. Okay, Transcendence is a movie with Johnny Depp. And uh, it is about the concept of AI. Uh, I don't want to give too much of the story away, but he's a dude. And he's a clever scientist dude. And he wants to put himself into a computer so it transcends himself. He wants to? Well, he does. I didn't want to give that away. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just said. Well, it's part to. of it. Yeah. But you, that's a whole different story. Somebody wanting to do it. Yeah. 
So that's incorrect. But whatever, it's your synopsis. Well, misguide people all you want. <laughs> I guess so. Now, from now on, we'll go into spoiler territory, and then I'll give you the correct spoilers. So don't listen if you haven't seen it. And then I'll give you the correct um, synopsis. So he's a Johnny Depp is this scientist dude. He is exploring AI, like making a computer that's uh, clever, and there are factions in the world who don't want this to happen and he gets involved in a um, shooting Mm. and this is the beginning of the film and then the rest of the film is like a it's like another film which I'm going to recommend this week but it is about can we transplant a human everything about the human into a computer and it act exactly like the human you know it be the intellect emotions and intellect yeah yeah and that's what this explores and uh that's transcendence so um i want to say first that i dislike this movie um i had a feeling you might if you had asked i would have said you would have either been neutral or disliking not every single thing but general vibe I like the idea of this movie. I always like a sci-fi story. And obviously you've got to take loads of leaps with sci-fi stories. And this one, there's just too many... It's quite a good story at its heart. But there's just too many things where I kept kind of rolling my eyes going, oh, really? What's an example? Spoilers. uh, Just things like... Spoilers. (laughs) They, They move into this town... And then they build this giant facility, giant facility with it's an underground um, data center with uh, solar, solar power. power that stretches for you know God knows how far. And they're doing this for two years, and nobody pays any interest in them. No government thing, no nothing. Nobody ever whispers. And then just things like that. The government, when they do get involved. They team up with some hacker people, and it's all... And they send two guys and a couple of guys with guns. There's a lot of... It doesn't seem very real, like any any of the actual real-worldy type bits. Like, oh, it's very claustrophobic. Send Morgan Freeman. Like, you know, it's all... It didn't feel like a big global thing. It felt like nobody cared. Like, there's just these dudes doing this thing, and yep. it, maybe it's maybe it's dangerous, and oh, whatever. Like, just and we're the only people on let the planet. Let Killian Murphy have a look at we're it. We're the only people on the planet who care. Yeah, like nobody five cares. people. <laughs> yeah, that's how it felt to me. Like, so it didn't feel like there was no like scenes where it went to the president and they're having a big board meeting and they're all like, "Wow, this is getting out of hand." There's none of that. It's just like, oh, this. Or maybe that was on purpose because the subtlety of how we accept technology into our lives. No one's on high alert. I mean, some people are pretty paranoid about it, but in general as a population, you're we're not on we don't have constant news stories of AI taking over banking systems or anything. There's nothing like that fed to us constantly. It's just sort of subtly undercurrent of our whole culture. And that was the vibe of the movie because at the beginning, which I really liked the beginning part before he gets shot. Like the national thing or the the global thing would be to have not just like an American group who's anti-AI, but to show at least a few in different places... The, anti, the anti-AI group in this movie. Plus, is he the only guy on the planet who's thinking of this? That's what I'm saying. The anti-AI group in this movie as well. It felt to me like it was 12 people. <laughs> if that. Or less, yeah. 
Um, and that was it. Like, there was no, like, oh, yeah, we're communicating with our branch in there. And there's just, like... Yeah, because they can't. No, I know. If you're anti-technology, you can't fucking use it. But then, it? but then there's, like, contradictions all over the place. Yeah. There's a contradiction on the Blu-ray. We watch, like... A- I mean, I'll say first, I did like this movie. So anything I say that's not, like, cheer, cheer, rah, rah is only because it's obvious flaws. But I enjoyed there's it a, There's an excellent extra on the Blu-ray. And it's a propaganda film that this, that this, this underground movement would have put out. And the underground movements... And this film starts with unplug. Unplug yourself from the network. That's the only way we can save ourselves from what's happening. And then at the end it says, visit this website. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, okay. That's the worst propaganda film ever, you know? Like, oh, what, visit this website before you unplug? Or do you, you know, it's, it's... I mean, I understand the concept. They need to get the information out, so you have to tell people. I know, but it just seems... So if you go there, you're going to read about it, and then you'll want to unplug. So that makes total sense, actually. There's a lot of stuff that makes sense. And like I said, I don't, I didn't think it was a terrible story. I just thought it was handled badly. Like, I don't... where it goes at the end, I don't want to spoil the end of it. Like it felt like, a, you know what it felt like a lot of the time, an episode of the X Files. But on like something like that would have happened on the X Files. Yeah, it would have been on a smaller scale, and this wasn't particularly. No, a big scale. it would be smaller. They can't get much smaller. No, I mean, yeah, they probably would have done it just as well, to be honest. A it, tiny town, yeah, a few people. That's it. And that's how I kept thinking. Like, this feels like just a... Sm- it doesn't feel like a big story. It just feels like this little tiny thing. There's loads of leaps of faith you have to make all the time. Like, For example? Well, that, that one I just said. Like, like th- th- they're building this humongous thing for two years and nobody really pays attention to it. Um, which is impossible, right? I mean, like, they would have had to have all kinds of... You can't just buy a town and build a load of shit. Like... Somebody gonna notice, right? I don't know. <laughs> and do somebody's you, gonna why go. Why do you think that? Hmm, what are they up to? Why do you think that? Just what they were doing. The, I mean, uh, who's watching every small town in the country to see if anyone's buying all the property? Well, nobody. I, w- I would assume that this, you know, it's all about. Other than the networking that would have had to have been put in place to get a data center up and running. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And the the solar panels, like you can see them from the sky. Things fly over things all the time. And go, what the hell is that? That's new. It would have been... Plus, you have to get permission to do things well, like that. they bought that. everything. They bought it all up. I know, but what I mean is, you, if you're doing telecommunication shit, you can't, we can't just, like, we're rich. We can't just go, okay, we're just going to build this crazy data center in our back garden. We can't do it. Like, you have to get all kinds of FCC Why? regulation. There's all kinds of radio things. Why and, do you have to have FCC regulation for a data center? Just data. Because of antennas and... They we're not would. broadcasting. I know, but we're not. You wouldn't be, would you? No. Nobody would notice if we built a data center. Unless we're buying something that's semi If we, co- if we covered our whole garden in satellite panels, uh, solar panels and uh, antennas. and Why would I, that alert anyone? I think you have to get licenses and permission. You have to go and, like, you can't just do it. That's what I'm saying. And they were doing it on a gigantic scale. It was, like, as big as, like, Google. It was, like, a big thing. Like, it was... A couple miles of yeah. solar panels. Um, and there wasn't just that. There was... When it comes time to fight in this movie, <laughs> with guns, etc. It's like the A-Team. It's like, hey... It's like, hey, you two scientists, here's a machine gun, go and kill people. And there's two guys, like, shooting at people. It's just very... That's what I'm saying. It's, it feels small. Very small. The the um, AI, in, in, in the case of this movie, is creating this thing. Yeah. But it's not creating it very fast. There's not much of it. 
what what it's creating. Well, what, like it can. That I am totally buy because you can't. That's not something that would just happen. There were there's there's little in, in, there's little convenient things like there's a part in the movie where he says I can only do this or this because we only have enough power for this or this. You know, it's and yet very, he's doing yeah, massive. Yeah, he's doing, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's lots of that where I was going. Oh, really? Come on. It wasn't power. It was time. Yeah, he said power. He said we only have enough power to do this or this, and I was like, it, you were doing. All kinds of shit a minute ago. Why all of a sudden? There's a lot of that. And I think it's just all convenience for the plot. You know, lots of those things. And that's what I disliked about it. I also disliked about it. It. I felt the quality of most of the actors was not that good. There were some really bad... I mean, I like the main people. They were fine. They were functional. I honestly think Morgan Freeman was literally asleep the entire... <laughs> it, uh, Morgan Freeman, he's like a highly respected actor... Uh, I, don't, per- get in, I, don't get into it. No, I'm saying Freeman. I personally don't um, agree. I, I liked him in the Shawshank Redemption, but I feel like he's, he's just this Morgan same. Freeman in, in a movie, right? He, he's that guy. You know, you don't. I don't expect anything like he's highly. He's overrated because if you try to point out ten movies in which he's ten different, completely autonomous types of characters that are convincing. Show it to me, and that proves me wrong. But you can't, because he's not. So in this one, he's not even that. He's just... In this movie, Morgan Freeman and Killian Murphy, they are literally there just because of the names. Like, we can have these two guys in our movie. Because they're useless. Like, it's... Yeah. The, the characters are... There's nothing for he's them to He's the do. guy from Batman. Yeah. He's the guy who delivers a few bits of information to you. He's sort of a authority figure. He has the capability to tap into some resources that we don't know about. It's the guy from Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that guy. But the guy from, at least the guy from Batman's interesting. There's nothing of interest of these two characters. So that was another thing. And the other thing is peripheral characters. Like, there's there's a lot of bad, I don't know, I was going to say TV acting, but that's unfair because TV acting's quite good. Right? Especially now, like, I've, I've noticed a lot of good acting on TV. But there was a lot of... It's very functional. Like, they say their line, and then that's it. And yeah. even the people who were supposed to be semi-robotic were even more bland than that. They reminded me of, like, an episode. There was, there was a, a battle scene at the end where they're in vehicles and some shooting. And that, you're right, it looked exactly like an episode of the A-Team. Yeah, exactly. People I... flying through the air and hitting ba- bags of... Dun, 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 dun. It just looked... And no blood, hardly, anywhere. No, because it's a PG-13. It. Yeah. But there's blood, hers and his, a little bit. It, yeah, I, I felt t- I felt like it, if this was some kind of TV show and it was an episode of a TV show, it would have been a pretty good episode of a TV show. I'd have been like, oh, that's a decent story for a TV show. But as a movie, for me, it just didn't connect with me at all. I mean, and I love sci-fi and I love the idea of that. See, the two, if my problems are the two years... Isn't reasonable. I want, and I've, I have this issue with other things like uh, human abandonment of places, and now we're going to look at it three years later. I want to see it 50 years later, or 100 years later, or two generations later. You know, somewhere where you can completely buy and keep in your little fantasy bubble that all of this has taken place. This is more like. Oh, this happened? Oh, then that happened? And then this happened? And now it's two years? And then five years is the complete disintegration of... It's know, not really a spoiler, because it starts at the beginning. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. Well, oh, you know. 
just think of subtracting. Start at the beginning. Subtract- start, the beginning is the same as the end. <laughs> Subtract technology, and that's the world that they envision. You know, basically. Very, very claustrophobic little vision of one street, one guy yeah. sticking a laptop that's on the door. That's why it feels cheap. Like. Well, it's, it's just... Yes. And, like, somebody who's telling the story thinks that these tiny little visual clues are enough... And sometimes they are. And they are and in it, that sometimes. beginning scene, yeah. But if you were showing me a quick montage, and I know that sounds funny to ask for a montage, but when you want to get a visual scope of things, I want to see a montage or at least a, a connection to ten different cities around the world or someplace remote, someplace that I'm not... Space Station, for example. Imagine the Space Station without any technology. So there are people there. How about a refer, even that little tiny, like a flash of a thing, like people trapped on the space station for half a second. And then I, I'm like, oh shit, this is a big deal. I kept noticing when. But if I see a guy in a cafe stick his broken laptop under the door to hold it open. Like it doesn't matter anymore. And there's, I don't bla- give a and shit. there's a Blackberry squashed on the floor. Yeah, and there's some, there's people, people apparently have just decided to throw all their technology garbage in the street and then just keep on going. Because, I don't know, does the garbage people not work anymore? Because do the trucks not work because there's no technology? But those are the things that I think it's really truncated not to give you, like, a lush kind of story. And I kept thinking of The Last of Us. It's a video game. And that you've played, obviously, and I watched you play. But in there, even though it's all CGI, I mean, it's all video game worlds and, um, what do you call them? Like, places and in the mall and whatnot. But in very quick, basic shapes and designs, you feel... Yeah, like, the world... Yeah, you actually feel like it. And, what was the movie that we've watched that actually does... I think that 28 Days Later, the opening of it, and then throughout, because they're traveling through countryside and through different cities, you get the idea. I mean, you're supposed to feel like it's England only in that one, so that makes sense. But you're still feeling like it's clear across the country. Even Doomsday. Yeah. You get the feeling, this whole place... Not yeah. just this one little section. And Doomsday is not a particularly big budget movie. No. It's done fairly cheaply. So, and that actually adds some scope to it. But it gives you, yeah, but it, it gives you scope, but it also understands it needs to rein it in. Like, we, we can't make this story about the whole big. world. Yeah. We're making it about this section of Scotland that has had this issue and we've walled it off. And you actually feel like, whoa, that whole chunk. And then it makes you wonder about the rest of the world. In this one, I'm not even... I'm not even concerned, unfortunately. I get the idea. And if you let your mind go, the idea of something infiltrating the networks, the network of the world, because, I mean, there are several different ones, obviously, but still, they can't mention in the stock market. So you could, so you kind of go, oh, yeah, I understand as a person. Although if, they only mentioned it like twice. If the stock market crashes, we're all screwed because people have said that before. We, you know, I still don't understand fully. Yeah, that wouldn't no. that wouldn't bring everything to an end anyway. <laughs> but people but... seem to think that, don't they? The, if the stock market doesn't open, we're all doomed. Like it's, uh, it's yeah, like somebody from that perspective wrote that yeah. instead of explaining that every single vehicle since two thousand or since nineteen ninety or whatever has a computer in it that hospitals. Yeah, everybody. Everything All that I do. All the electronics that you rely on in a hospital to cure people. Oh, plus our All electricity. 
yeah. is run by a computer at the main place and everything. That's what I needed were just references to these things. Even if it's just like a little tiny shows a guy at a panel at an electric company and a little glitch or something, I can fill all this in with my mind. But when you don't give it to me visually, it's a motion picture. It's supposed to show us, to a certain extent, you know, kind of the world that it's creating. And I felt like it was very, we want to get across the idea that AI is bad. And every tool we use along the way is is going to make you question it for half a second. Oh, it could be really good. Nope, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And every little tool they used, the woman in peril, the dude having his mind uploaded, um, this fantastical data center that gets built, it's all supposed to keep you on that track of keep reminding you that, mm, do you really want somebody doing this underground? Going to create this whole network? There's some that- moments I actually found hilarious, like... They were not supposed to be hilarious, but you know that moment where she takes Morgan Freeman and Cillian Murphy down into the underground uh, bunker? Yeah. And they're walking down the thing, and then they walk, walk up to the thing. I was like, this is like, it's like a crazy uh, Austin Powers thing. Like, there's, there's this big, like, thing that they've built, and they're going to show them it. Like, uh, hey, look at this, what we've got. And then the bad guy comes up on the screen, and you could say he's the bad guy, but... I don't think he's the bad guy. Well, you know what I mean. The antagonist for them, their antagonist, are like, ooh. There was just moments where I was like, this is like a bit silly. Like, it's getting a bit silly. Um, I didn't think that was silly, but... I don't know. It just made me... I was like... uh, But why is there a long hallway was my question. Always is, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. It's a bit Austin Powers. There were no other doors. (laughs) There was just long, lit up. I work in a... Expensive. Just so everyone knows, I work in a data center. There are no long, lit, like, there are no hallways where the walls are lit from behind with this sort of glowy, <laughs> in fact, that's not... Sci-fi data In fact, center. all we have, what we have, is a light switch on the wall that turns off and on the non-fluorescent, because those are bad, we had them all replaced, with LED light. lights. And so I turn, every chance I get, because where I work, it's like the walls are windows into the data center... And if no one's in there, when I know no one's actually physically in there, I turn the lights off all the time, so it's just dark. And it's, it's you know what? It's hard not to look high-tech in a data center. Our, to our data center is all black towers, right? This one had all, like, kind of clear glass towers. It was very, it was very Apple-like or but something. it's pretty close. I mean, it's pretty hard not to look high-tech. And when ours, when you look down the aisles, you're like, whoa, look, I mean, it's just, like... 30 feet of hard drive lights and cables and and it's all very tidy. But, I mean, you just feel like this, whoa, high tech. So I kind of got the idea it's going to look high tech. So that wasn't fantasy to me. None of it was. Not even the beginning part where she, you know, they had the laptop and she, they can talk to the Another thing about this movie, when when I was saying to you earlier about weird things that are like, so so he, he becomes the, you know, Johnny Depp gets uploaded into the computer, and then he's in the internet, and then he's on her iPad and stuff, and then he's siphoning money and giving her, making her a millionaire so she can go and do this shit. None of that is tracked, and nobody ever notices any of that. Like the billion. He wasn't people. siphoning money. He invested. He she. They well, said, yeah, but quit. nobody noticed any of that. Well, they did. Yeah, the people were anti. It took a long time to get to. No, it. the anti people noticed that two. They noticed ago. it, but yeah. I'm talking about the government. Like nobody, in, nobody intervened in this two-year process of building. In fact, at one point. <laughs> after, after like, kind of some of the shit hits the fan, then they go and meet 
what's left of this guy in the computer room. Then they're getting in the helicopter saying, we need to call Washington. Yeah, we need to call, need to call the Washington. Washington. And, and you're I'm like, like, did you not call? Did you not? This has been happening for two years. Oh, so I'm right. This is not a big deal. Like, it doesn't feel like a big deal. And so, and I felt like the, and I shouldn't, I mean, everything I say sounds really negative. I actually enjoy it overall because I just like sci-fi. I like going anywhere that, you know, it could also be a Star Trek kind of idea, you know, that somewhere in space they've found a place where the AI has taken over and created all these drone kind of people that are all tapped into the network. And in fact, that has been on some, so I'm totally there. I totally get it. I love it. I love the concept of it. Um, but every single step of the way, even establishing their relationship was like, not, I'm not a hundred percent convinced. And she goes from being this logical, scientific, supportive, but they're kind of, they're not like lovey-dovey. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's obsessed with keeping him alive. And I'm like, where did that switch get flicked? Because she wasn't like this unless, and I thought, well, maybe they we were going to reveal that something about, maybe she's had a plot and a plan the whole time or something. I'm like, I'm hanging on to that little possibility, you know. So I enjoyed the ride of it. I just felt like it was not done. And do you think that part of it is, as we get to the director, first-time director... Doesn't know how to widen the scope. Maybe he takes the script, and everybody seemed a little bit too functional. I feel that there was a certain amount of money as well, so things had to they had to go. Money doesn't affect how you tell your story. If you're good at it, you're going to tell a story really well. So it doesn't affect that. And this is based on a book, um, Transcendence. So it's not his own. Right, but I'm sure the book is different than the script. Yeah, as as always. and yeah, I I also felt the ending. I don't think was, money always equals good story. I don't understand that concept. Well, you do like the problems of this movie. What what you just even said about like it feeling like it all takes place on a street corner in one town. Like it just feels. I don't think that's money. I think that's the vision is limited because you could easily show. Because that town was obviously just sitting out somewhere, and part of it was probably CGI. I mean, it had to be. There's no town that just looks like that perfect, you know what I mean? And they've had to construct it and build it. It would be just as easy to show that he's trying to spring up 50 of these around the world and have a two-second, and you understand quickly, it's a jungle, it's a mountain, it's a this, it's a that. That wouldn't... That's not billions of dollars. It's still extra money that if, if you're looking at it on paper and going, we need to pay Morgan Freeman a bunch of money. Well, that's oh, the, we have this shot. Yeah, but the shots aren't. I think that's. I think it's a misconception. And to say that a movie isn't good because it didn't have a lot of money is unfair. Because there are a lot of really good. I'm telling you, I think some of the problems here are related to budget. I think the. Do you mean how they spent their money? How they spent the money. I think they spent the money unwisely. By okay. I don't think Morgan Freeman was worth whatever he cost for this. Even if he did, if he did it really cheap, he wasn't needed at all. L.A. skyline looked better. Than this, and it was what? Ten Skyline. Th- Skyline, yeah. What was that? What was the other one? L.A. Battle. Battle. Both of those yeah. had better visual effects in, so- in a lot of respects, and a lot more feeling of, whoa, holy shit, this is a big they deal. They felt big, yeah. Yeah. Like, and they were small movies. Really small. So I don't think the money is a factor at all. I think it's that way. You said the judgment about how they were. They they think, if we get more in It's Freeman, important to have a star. Yeah, a big. It's important to have more than just well, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp isn't. Yeah. Well, it's important to have supporting actors who are not unknown. Like we we want people to 
But it isn't. It isn't, no. In fact, it didn't have to be Johnny Depp. He didn't bring anything special to it, uh, to me, at all. Well, um, let's move on to the cast. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Um, I like Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. right? And I liked him in The Lone Ranger, and not many people like The Lone Ranger, but I like The Lone Ranger, and I liked him in The Lone Ranger. I like him in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. When he's in these little movies, I don't like him at all, because I think he he plays... He's not very natural to me. He's pretty... He's a character kind of actor. I think he really fits in, like, a Jack Sparrow or something, because he's kind of actorly, you know, even yes. Sweeney Todd or something. Yes. Um, but then when he has to just play a normal guy, I mean, and this—it's guy, like he's restraining something. Yeah, it's constantly. like he like he's wants to be over the top, but he can't. So, but you can see him doing it, like just trying. I am trying to be normal. That's how it seems to me. Like he's really trying hard to be normal. And it was the same with this movie, and in that other movie, Rear Window or whatever it was called, the one where he was a writer. In that as well, I never bought him as a writer the entire time because he was just—he put some glasses on, he looked a bit nerdy, and he—he he was. It, it just didn't fit. Like, and I don't think it fits there. Yeah, I think there would have been a better... I, I can't think of any offhand, but there would have been better choices. In fact, I think the guy who plays his other scientist friend would have been better as the lead. Paul because Betton. I liked him. Was that his name? I don't know. The blonde guy? British guy, yeah. Yeah. I think that he... I feel he's more... And a, a Johnny Depp... And, like, reverse those two roles. I almost think that would have made it... That would have solved one problem, which is me convinced of this sort of three-way friendship. I mean, he and she, they're married, and then that's their friend, and they're all scientists. And they actually have good intentions, all of them. But it's it's not, I'm not feeling it. You know what I mean? Like, but if you'd flip those two around, I actually think it would make it way, just that one problem would be solved. I was just trying to think of all Johnny Depp movies that I liked him in. And if he plays a larger-than-life person, it is good. Like, even Blow... That guy in Blow, he was a bit... Multiple guys. Yeah, but he was a bit... He wasn't an, an average standard like kind of guy. When he plays an average standard kind of guy, I don't think he does. The Tourist was all right. Yeah, but it was still like larger than... It was like um, hyper... He was like a, just a tourist. He was, but then it, but then you can never get that Johnny Depp thing yeah. out of your head. So you're watching it going, yeah, he's trying to pretend to be a normal guy. I think that's... <laughs> Maybe it's just because he's Johnny Depp and you're so used to... But I don't think he did that particularly good job in this. In fact, when he wasn't Johnny Depp anymore, and he was the guy on the screen... It was better. I mean, he's still Johnny Depp, <laughs> but he's just a guy on a screen, like, on your computer screen. I thought he was better, yeah. When he was in the flesh... Because he he's a construct. Um, so Rebecca Hall plays his uh, wife. Her I like. Evelyn Castor. Yeah, she's I she's like good. her a lot. Um, and... I was convinced. I, I of, think she was uneven in this segment, movie. Though. Exactly. I'm yeah. convinced that she's a supportive. She's also a scientist. Um, they're married, so I'm I'm convinced of that. You know, she does the speech part. He's not great with the speeches and the money making, and she can do that. But she's also very intelligent and totally understands the data and all that. I get that. Their relationship in the beginning, I understand there could be like this because I know a couple like this who are like super. I work at data center, so they're super computer nerdy people. And from the outside, you don't get the 
how intense they are for each other. Like, you just would never guess it because, so I guess they're focused on what they're doing. They're focused on that and their interaction with each other. If you were just passing by and saw them having a conversation at work, you would never guess that they even knew each other until that moment. They just discuss things in this sort of like, like, very mechanical and very logical way. And then you, when you see them, on the off moments when they're actually just being husband and wife, you're just like, oh, it's really super intense. So I got that too. Then I kind of got my, the next portion of her was her, she never basked in success. Like I, I never was convinced that she was ever glad about this project they were doing now. She went from being nothingness, like I'm, I'm going to save you. We skip over the sort of dull portion of her, not dull in the movie, but I mean, to her being afraid. Yep. And I just, I didn't, there was no... There was a big skip from yeah. from when he dies to where they're building the data center. Yeah. yeah. It, it felt very abrupt. Like it, She was a puppet on a string. Yeah. So I feel like that was partially intentional, but still, I started not caring about her as much. And so whatever happened with her, I wasn't going to be as invested in, unfortunately. But I like her very much. I could watch her. I looked up what she's in, and I'd forgotten that she was in the town. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And Paul Bettany, a British actor, plays Max Waters. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's pretty good in this. Um, There's not a ton for him to do either. There's not a lot for anybody. But what he does has the most impact after her. I mean, she's the one we see the most. But his character to me, is more of the heart and soul of it all. You know, I mean, the technology, he's... I mean, he's more important to the plot as well. Kind of, but in the end, what does he what does he contribute other than understanding the... Well, yeah. here's a big spoiler. This is a computer we're talking about, and somewhere, somebody thought a virus was a genius... Unique idea. <laughs> that's the... That's, that was where... I, I mean, we can't... I, I rolled my eyes at that part. We like, have to admit, like, though... Whatever. But that's how you bring down a computer. You so do, but we can't so deny it's not science fiction. If I wanted to bring down my data center, that's all it takes. Also, so I totally also get it. unplug the da- unplug the computers. Uh, you weren't watching very close because that would not work. <laughs> no, <laughs> because of the. So um, Morgan Freeman plays Joseph Tiger. I'm, I'm telling you, it's good. You know, it's Morgan Freeman. It's not terrible. He's not being terrible, but he's got a few lines to say, and he's just Morgan Freeman. It's not. He's not doing it. If Morgan Freeman is better this year in the Lego movie. Yes. <laughs> and that's weird to say, but he's way better in the Lego movie. Um, and then Killian uh, Murphy plays Agent Buchanan. I didn't really see a big point in him. I like him, but then I was like, there's, there's nothing to what you... Like, you could cut that character out and just have a phone conversation with Morgan Freeman and somebody else. And just fill that whole thing in. Because he supposedly represents the government. Yeah, just this one guy. But I'm saying, you could, Morgan Freeman could have a phone call with somebody you never see, and you could still tele- telegraph everything that, that he was about. So, you know, it's just another star on the screen. That's all I thought it was. Like, it just, that's what it felt like. Um, and then Kate Mara plays Bree. She's like the leader of the, you know, what, the, the hacker group. Rebels. Um, the Twelve Monkeys. She felt out of place to me. <laughs> you know, one of those kind of yeah, groups that she, she didn't feel right. Ooh, I want to watch. I I would like to watch Twelve Monkeys again. And it's like she didn't feel right. They give her a tattoo. She's like, "Who's this?" I'm imitating something. Twelve Monkeys. 
<laughs> but who is it? You know, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. yeah, I know who it is. I'm doing it. I love that movie. So yeah, Kate Mara. I don't. It's another one. It just felt miscast. She was supposed to be menacing, right. and she was supposed to be she mysterious. Wasn't. In like when Julianne Moore is in Twelve Monkeys, right? She's the. They bring him to her because she's sort of in the underground, and you feel like she has a bigger role. And was she also in Children of Men? Mm. Whoever there was a woman also Julia character Moore. in that. Where it was sort of the underground person, and yeah. you felt it's way more weighty. Yeah, this young lady, there was just nothing. She wasn't interesting. She wasn't mysterious. She wasn't super clever. She wasn't anything. She was just representing. Yeah, and for some reason, she has bleach blonde hair. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Well, it's to disguise her, obviously, but like, it's exactly the yeah, same she, hair. Like it's not like she shaved herself. No, and right? it wasn't like I go, oh, is that a different? No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I didn't really get that character other than the underground movement to stop technology from ruining the world needs a leader but was she the leader because we're Seemed only like in it. one place yeah and if they're anti-technology how do they communicate with all these other people with technology we saw him do it they pick <laughs> cell phones out of the pockets a lot like and that, that was one of the things where i was like Okay, we yeah, you're anti-technology. I mean, you have to function. But you have to use it because that's how everybody else... But then that makes you not anti-technology. It's weird. It's, um, so this... I just want to make a, a note here as well. This is like a 2014 movie. And the Blu-ray transfer was not very good at all. It was... A, a little dark sometimes. It, was, it had really loads of Black Crush. And, um, what does that mean? It's where the... When you um, like make a movie and put it on a disc... Or on a, a format, even on the TV. There's your TV has a, a level of black, uh, and you tune the picture to that level of black. So it never goes too high, it never goes too low. You, this, this. You're movie, blowing my mind. How many levels of black are there? There, there are lots, right? It's so, either black or not. So this movie has um, <laughs> our projector set up, right? You know, you watch other movies. Even the light scenes in this movie, they look fine. But when you go into a dark scene in this movie, and I went and checked this on other Blu-ray reviews of this uh, movie straight after. And everybody said the same thing as I was thinking. It's, the, it's Black Crush. So what it does is it it makes black segments of the picture too black, so you lose detail. Like you can, so and, and the whole, like, I'd say the first 40 minutes of the movie takes place in, like, really unlit situations. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it goes outdoors, and then it's fine. But all those unlit parts, it's very, very grim and black and um, murky. Murky, and you don't see people's faces properly, and it just looks bad. Like, and I, I thought, is it us? Is uh, do I need to adjust something? I went and looked, and everybody says the same thing. So I'm surprised at that because that is apparently it didn't look like that in the theaters. People said um, because it just it, it just didn't look right. I didn't think it looked bad at all, so it didn't bother me. And um, except this, for darkness, yeah, I, I thought it was it. It's not supposed to look like that. But That's, you always say everything's supposed to look dark, so I figured that it's just that me. is not because because <laughs> you you are literally losing the detail, which on a Blu-ray you shouldn't be losing any of the detail. It should be, you know, should be the best it looks. So, 
black crush is really prevalent. And there was also another now, thing. Like, uh, well, that's not fair because I don't notice that at all. So that doesn't mean that the average normal person watching it's going to sit there and go, "Oh, this is like shit." If you're a Blu-ray person who, who like you know is in you know like buys Blu-ray because you want the high definition picture and do we have a lot of choices anymore? Yeah, you can you can rent the um you can stream it. It won't look as good. You can buy a DVD. It won't look as good. The Blu-ray is the 1080p, the best experience of a movie at the moment that you can buy. This has some problems. It also has some problems with uh, white balance. There are some it, like overblows in some of the um, light scenes, and there was, and I've not seen this for a long time, and it's really weird because I've not seen this in a Blu-ray before. It had pixelation in parts, and it wasn't intentional pixelation. Where there was around, there was one one scene. Where Morgan Freeman is outside and the sun's behind him, and there was it looked like it was being. I was like, "Well, is this being streamed off the internet?" You know, when you watch a YouTube video and it looks like it's got. I didn't notice that at all. It was a rat. You know, like when you get like a sun halo in the background where the sun leaves a halo around it. The halo was all pixelated, and I was like, "Really? Is that?" Um, at first, I thought, "Is that something to do with hacking? Is this like some weird?" Hmm. But no, it was just bad. And I've not seen this for a long time in Blu-rays. So either... And I, I hate to say it, this movie did really poorly in the box office. Um, really poorly. It lost $50 million. What do you mean lost? Just didn't make back its money. It cost and then didn't make... Yeah. yeah. So this, you know, it's not a high priority thing when that happens. Um, so maybe it was just, we'll do what we can. You know, we don't spend as much time on this. It can't be that hard to make a DVD look good. I mean, Blu-ray. It, it does take a... it, it Like, somebody like uh, David Fincher, where they really care about the Blu-rays and the home presentation has to be perfect. Yeah, but I mean, the that process costs a lot is, of money, you though. take the film, you put it through the process, and it is what it is. And this was actually filmed on film. It's not a digital mm. movie. So it, it's scanned from a negative, and then it somebody, a guy who they pay, yeah. sits, looks at every frame, and makes sure everything's right. Um... This guy, whoever did it, didn't do it as good as it possibly could be. And that's really rare, and I never complain really about Blu-ray picture quality, but this time it really stuck out, and I was like, wow. I didn't particularly like this film, and the presentation was a bit off. So were you, maybe you were looking for more things as well? Because I didn't see those things. No, that... but And then I went on Blu-ray.com and looked at their review, and they're, the, <laughs> they're like the pretty much the authority on Blu-ray, and they've got screenshots... Of the exact things I was pointing out. Like, I was like, wow, that screenshot there of a dark scene in the beginning of the movie. If you put it full screen on your PC monitor, you can't see the people's faces. And you're supposed to. They're talking to each other. So, that is a... It's a, it's a no-go in 2014. Blu-ray's been out a long time. You know, it, things are... Everything looks immaculate. Well, let's be honest. I don't really care that much. You do when you pay $30. No, I don't care that much about... That's not why I watch a movie. So I don't, I'm not sitting there seeking the flaws or the perfection, either one. I want the movie. So the only thing I will notice is if it's so dark that I can't focus on whatever's going on. Also, let me tell you about Black Crush. You might just say, well, turn the brightness up. When a DV, a Blu-ray is black, is actually exhibiting Black Crush, you can't change those black levels. They, they will stay like that. Even if you pump the brightness up on your TV, there'll still be no detail in those areas. You can't get detail from right. it. It's actually inherent. So, 
There's well, no. They, they've made it so there's no detail. Right. It, when they mixed it, they mixed it to a certain level, and there's no. You can't take it higher or lower. I mean, it's not unwatchable or anything. You make it sound like it's so bad. It's pretty bad for a 2014 Blu-ray, and I've. I. If you rent it and watch it, it's not going to be a big deal. In my, I don't know about the DVD version. I'll have to have a look whether it's different because DVD is a different color space and all that than Blu-ray. The DVD might be brighter. I'm not sure. I'll have to have a look and mention it in this week's review. But for me, it was uh, not not good. And we see a lot of Blu-rays, and they're usually proficient. You know, and some are really exceptional, like the Lego movie that we watched from Warner Brothers, which is this is the same thing. You know, amazing looking. It's it's weird. So extras, and this movie has extras also, but they're those kind of extras where. Um, it feels like you're watching the trailer and some people say some things every now and then. It's like you're watching HBO and it's like, coming next month on HBO. This month, I know, yeah. uh, Johnny look. Depp plays a scientist who's... And then it has... Yeah, first look. And then the, they go, or the theater, yeah. You're at the theater <laughs> half an hour early. Because yeah. they tell you now, come early for a first look at... Da, 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 da. And then they go, Transcendence is a, is a movie. They show really... you the same clips yeah. in every single extra. So you feel deja vu is going on as you watch through them. Um, Correct. My, it's my least favorite type of extra. Um, you do get to see Johnny Depp and Co. talk a little bit about the movie, but it's so like talking head um, bullet points. That's all it is, really. Um, and that's it for the extras. Oh, this is that little propaganda film at the end, which is brief. So, um, conclusion on Transcendence. Obviously, I don't like it. Obviously, I didn't like the Blu-ray quality either. Um, but I do I like sci-fi and there were definitely some little sci-fi nuggets in there that I took away and thought about but as a whole I think it was not very good yeah and I think I get the same feeling I got from Contact which I like Contact I love the idea I don't necessarily love their where they went with it but it's also kind of claustrophobic kind of not it doesn't give you the full scope of really what's going on with that whole situation. And it's kind of self-indulgent in the cast. And it felt... See, I really not liked Contact. I didn't, I didn't like it. I'm saying it gives me the same No, I'm vibe. just giving you my opinion on Contact. I really liked it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm saying I get no, the I didn't same say, I'm sort of... No, I'm not saying that you... I'm not commenting on you at all. I'm saying I really liked Contact. Right, but what I'm saying is, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm saying that it gives me the same kind of, like, somebody's focused on some really narrow things, but you're not getting, like, a full, lush kind of story out of it. That's how I... Contact's quality is a little bit higher, but it still left me with similar kind of feeling. I wanted to mention Walt Fister, um, who directed this, um, it's his first directing movie. But he was he's also Christopher Nolan's cinematographer, so he did like um, The Dark Knight, uh, Insomnia, The Prestige, and Moneyball, which isn't Christopher Nolan. But he's a, he's a cinematographer who's eventually got his director job. Right. Um, and those, you know, those are some big movies he did. He, he, you know, Nolan. Nolan's movies look really good, so it's not, you know... So that can explain a lot of the visual setup of things, like the long lit up hallway and the data center looking kind of spectacular and the him on a screen with 
what he, as a computer mind, has decided is what her environment should be with the dancer and the flowers and the background and just translucent stuff everywhere in the books and everything. Visually, you can see that this is a person who sees things that way, but it's kind of empty. I just had a revelation in my mind. <laughs> this guy's Nolan cinematographer. Yeah. Killian Murphy and um, Morgan Freeman. They're both Nolan people. So it probably was some favors called in to get people mm. in your movie who are... Because um, they're both Batman. Nolan fans. I mean, Nolan people. Inception. So maybe that's the reason they're... Oh, Kelly Murphy's in a Batman movie. Yeah, maybe that's the reason they're there because... Mm, no. There's a lot of... I know in the film world, and we even seen a movie the other day where they said, oh, I had to call in some favors to get these people in my movie. There is a lot of that, like... And, you know, this can't have been a long shoot for Morgan Freeman, really. He's not in it that know. much, is he? I don't know. I don't think... I mean, he's not in it much. I mean, you could do that Probably in a week. he's on, like, five different sets. You could do that in a week, though. No, he's on a whole bunch of different places with people. So I don't think yeah, so. you put him on a bus, you send him there, you, you do <laughs> a day there, you do a day there. I don't think that's there. how it works. I mean, the movie would probably only take 30 days to shoot, right? So I have no idea. Most movies do, 30 to, 30 to 40 days to shoot. I know, but I don't know about this one. I don't think we got that information. So, um... That's it. I dislike this movie. Dislike or you just don't like it? No, I actually it? dislike. I wouldn't watch it again. What's another movie you dislike? Just so I can get a frame of reference. Um, Little Nicky. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. You can dislike Little Nicky because it's dislikable. I think this movie is one of those that you just don't like. I don't think it's dislikable necessarily. I think it is. No, there's a difference. And there's enough dislike. elements in this movie that are bad. That there are enough like. elements that you don't like. That doesn't mean you dislike it. I think, because I don't dislike so I like it overall. It. No, I'm saying there's a different. There's three. No, I'm things. saying like I, I personally, if I had to say, you either like it, I, you don't like it, or you dislike it. It's three levels. Dislike is my opinion. But I don't think you do. Yeah, I know. I my don't own know mind. your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think dislike because so. there was. I was thinking about... You cannot about, compare it to Little Nicky. It's no, not I'm not comparing it. You asked to, you asked yeah, to say another like, one. I wasn't comparing anything. Um, I'm saying I dislike this movie. And the reasons are... I think the plot I think the plot is really patchy. I think the acting is sketchy at best. I think um, the ending is quite poor and lazy, actually, as the way the movie... Mm. It didn't really do anything much for it. I disagree with that. Um... Like I think the scope of it is supposed to be big, but it doesn't come across that way mm-hmm. at all. I think the first 15 minutes of the movie I actually liked, and then the rest I disliked. I don't think you disliked up it, to it Up, you up to him like getting it. shot, I actually liked the ideas of all, all that part. So what about him getting shot didn't you like? I, not particularly the scene of him getting shot. I, that, I'm saying after that. All, right. Everything that occurred after that, it started to... Kind of fall apart, slow, uh, bits and pieces. See, I felt like it didn't fall apart. It came, it came in line with the formula, you know. Instead of there's some interesting ideas at, right at the beginning. Especially, I really like shots of people being cut off from society, like um, looking at screens with earphones in. I actually like that idea of people of technology actually pulling people away from other people. And there was a lot. You, mean of you that. like it that that happens, or you like that people are thinking about it? I like both. I like, no, I, 
I like the concept of like the machines. Mm-hmm. We've got them on our desks here, uh, pulling us away from humanity. Like you slowly. like that idea. Yeah, I like the idea of that in a sci-fi way. Okay, like, you like exploring. Like we're idea. hypnotized and we're pulled what into. What it sounds it. like is you like that that people are getting pulled away from each other. No, I like by the idea. The, sci- okay. the sci-fi <laughs> concept of, uh, in fact, one of the movies I'm going to recommend this week. The sci-fi concept of we get hooked on the technology and then the technology becomes self-aware and we no longer matter. Like because there's a book you should recommend then because that's a good book. True. Um, but yeah, one of my... Go for it. So, I just want to say thank you to Warner Brothers for this Blu-ray. We've got some contests that you can enter this week. Next week's movie review will be uh, Darren Aronofsky's Noah. And movie recommendations, I am going with... And I tell you, this movie is almost a remake of this one. And it's The Lawnmower Man. It's almost the same thing. Do you remember The Lawnmower Man? Barely. It's from the 80s. The guy that I went with got up in the middle and left. And mm. left me there. It was an excellent movie, right? I, I would... You skip over that detail? Went home. You just didn't like it. Because I didn't want to leave. Right. So I stayed at the movie theater without a ride. But you don't remember it. Barely. It's actually a better movie than this one. Uh, I might have been distracted by the fact that I was just left at the movie theater. Just because I wanted to watch the movie I paid for. Because I paid. Nice. Yeah. No, it's a good movie, The Lawnmower Man, and this, it's almost the same concept. Is it good? Yeah, it is a pretty good movie, yeah. I don't think it's good. It's still good in an 80s way. I mean, you have to, you have to, you have to realize it's an 80s movie. I mean, you know, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Rocky a lot. Is it a good movie? It won an Oscar, right? But it's of its time. True, but I think the original Rocky would hold up. It's pretty good. As an independent movie, yeah. The Lawn Mower Man is, is pretty... You know, I'd I think sit, you need to watch it again. I'd sit it alongside Tron, because it, it has that vibe, and, and we were kind of obsessed with that stuff. Right, so a, I think you're having a romanticized vision of Lawn Mower Man. It's almost this story, though. Go back and watch it, and it's... So it's Tron. Yeah. Uh, so I would recommend The Lawn Mower Man. I'd also recommend Terminator, because Terminator... This has smacks of Terminator in it, Um you know, Skynet becomes sure. self-aware in Terminator and then builds an army of robots. This movie has... How about AI? Same thing. Yeah. This movie Obviously. definitely has a little Terminator. Oh, no, no. AI, I'm sorry. iRobot. iRobot as well, yeah. Um, and this movie... it, right, You know, but it's just a sci-fi thing anyway. So what's the takeaway from the potential of artificial intelligence? We all think... It's, it's going to take over destroy us in and some destroy way. us. I disagree. But then again, I don't know. 100 years from now, I don't know. Ask Siri. She'll tell you. I'm all for it, to be honest, but I'm not a paranoid type of person. I think if, like you said, if the shit hits the fan and all of society crumbles and horrible, terrible things happen all across the globe and humanity is like put to the test to survive, then we either will or we won't. And it'll suck and it'll be terrible and... Then we'll just, uh, generations later, we'll just go on. I mean, I don't understand the paranoia. So, I'm all for cloning, artificial intelligence. It's just such a... I want, if I miss, if I lose a body part, I'll be a guinea pig if you want to grow me a new hand. I don't give a shit what you use, like chemicals or 
plastic nanotechnology, anything. I don't care. I'll try it. It's just like, this movie's like all the hot topics that <laughs> yeah. people, and then it's just cram all them in yeah. there. Yeah, because you get nanotechnology. Sort us of being clothing. taken over by technology, you know, it's all yep. around us. Us we, being, well, Doctor Who had the plugged into the yeah. network thing too, didn't they? With the headset that everybody was... We're ignoring each other and the problems of the world because of the technology because we're just so engrossed in that. You know, it does definitely tackle all those social issues. And, you know, technology will be our downfall, which we all seem to... Well, sci-fi tells us that that's correct. <laughs> yes. So your um, recommendations are? Mine are, and I don't know why, but today, three different times, the movie Mary Riley came to mind. And I don't even remember why the first time. I was driving, I went to the store, and I started thinking about Mary Riley. I actually really liked that movie. I don't know why I was thinking about it. Julia Roberts, John Malkovich. I've never seen it. Um, it's that he's Jekyll and Hyde, but it's actually about yeah. her as the housemaiden and, and her viewing kind of what's going on. And I really liked it, and I don't think most people did. So it has nothing to do with this movie. It's sort of, well, you know what? Let's Let me rewind. He is developing a chemical, essentially, which is technological in some degree, to alter himself, right? So there's an idea of our own technology taking us over and doing stuff to us. So there you go. Science. There's the connect. Yeah, science. <laughs> science slash fiction. And the other one is the town, just because I like the girl, the woman, Rebecca Hall, and I think that. Now that I envision her in the town, and town, the town was insanely ben good. Ben Affleck yeah. directed. It's and really as good. the Hawkeye guy, I don't know why I always think Jeremy Renner. Bond. Yes. <laughs> and, the um, other Bond. And the like, blowing up Afghanistan one, also. Right. He was in that one, which I have not seen. The one that the woman directed. Her Locker. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes, yes. The yeah. star of that one. Um, uh, it's really compelling. Every scene is like, that's the kind of movie that you're just hooked into every single, like it's got your claws in you. Because it's so good and so intense. That's why when you see a performance like Jeremy Renner in that, and he, he's really intense in different moments, right? And so is Affleck, but I mean, you, I think of Jeremy Renner. And then you compare that to performances in a movie like this, where nobody seems to give a shit enough to really commit. Other than the science guy, the blonde guy. He's the one that shows the most emotion of everybody in any... You and know, it's still not amazing. Yeah, it's still... Because, you know, think about what he's up against. I know, yeah. He's not up against... Or he's not being challenged. He's not being, like... It's not getting pulled out of him. So that's... If you watch a movie like The Town, it kind of elevates your expectations, I think, of... I think Chasing Amy is another one. Because Ben Affleck in there one of my favorite scenes in movies of all time. So, um, moving on to games and Ace Scully stuff, it was my birthday this week. It was. Uh, I'm 45 years old. Look what I got for your birthday. Nice. <laughs> my own new shoes. And we went to see a movie. We and did. I'm not, we're probably going to review this movie down the line, but we went to see uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in 3D uh, in the theatres. And, you know, I've always been a Planet of the Apes fan. And just to put it in a nutshell, this was an amazing movie. It was... Oh, I loved it. New. I love Planet of the Apes shit, yeah. so I loved it. And it, I really am liking this new Planet of the Apes, what they're making. I think it's clever. And let me tell everybody your take. You want, and if you're a fan of the original movies, or the other ones that exist from the 70s, 60s and 70s, um, you already know where that story goes. 
And your take is you want the humans to lose, like no matter what, you want the humans to lose. And it only makes sense if you connect it with the original Planet of the Apes. And what I loved about this movie, it it makes you think you're a human, so you you feel like you should root for humans, like because you're a human and the apes and up to no good at some point, and then they're not, you know, and it makes you think all the time, like, oh, yeah, I've got to think for the... And then I'm like, no, I don't want the humans. They're bad. They're bad humans. I, I want to see a world where we can all just exist. But the problem is what? Ape or man, there's yeah. always an asshole. This is something I've... Pre- if I was a preacher of any religion, the name of my religion is Don't Be an Asshole. Because there's always an asshole who wants more than they deserve. And there's a scene in this movie, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, with... Kobo, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, if you've seen the first movie, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, he's the one who gets a lot of testing done on him by the humans, so he's kind of scarred up and he's lost one of his eyes. And he's, he just doesn't like humans because they've been reason. assholes. Absolutely good reason. Animal testing. So in this, there's a scene in this movie, it is fantastic. I just want to see it again. The one where he's walking up the tunnel. Yep. Um, and then he, he walks up, he walks up a tunnel and there's some humans. And he, he's an ape who's been, you know, cruelly treated by humans. So all humans to him are a red flag. Like, that's what they're capable of. They've done this to me. But how he walks do I, up. How do I manipulate And he uses them? his intelligence to manipulate the humans. And it's an amazing scene. I was, I was, and when he finally does. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that is so powerful. Like, the whole thing. Like, so. You're like. Hmm. I would see that movie just for that scene. Because it's, it's, I would. I kept thinking about that scene after we'd come out. I was like, wow. And there's one more scene with the baby ape as well, which was... Um, it's a pretty powerful movie, and it's got a lot of subtext and about the human condition. and Amazing. Really liked it. I loved it. Um, so, good theatre, too. It was good theatre. It's kind of it was stuffy. It was str- good. Strange... Um, what was the name of that theater? Wild Warren, Bangers or something. Warrenburg something. And it has like <laughs> Warrenburg Theaters. It's very weird. Warrenburg Theaters. And it has like this very madman looking strange. layout. Like madmen designed their little song and dance uh graphic before the movie. Before and after I think it came on after as well. Thank you for coming. And we always have like a bad experience when we go to the theatre. And we had <laughs> one this time. Well, you know, it wasn't all bad because we went in the afternoon and there was only a couple of people in there. It was cool. But the three D was um I I've never I didn't even know this was possible, but the trailers come on and it says put on your three D glasses now. So they had all the trailers in three D. And the 3D didn't work at all. Everything was juddering. Like, well, it was double. Like, they hadn't lined yeah, up. Yeah, nothing was working. There was no 3D. So, if you, and you got up and went and said something, and then they fixed it. But I think nobody else was... Seemed bothered. No. And, it, and I mean, it was completely unwatchable. There was like, another movie I had to do that on. It was... Not for 3D. It was, it was that it was out of focus. Yes. Yeah, it was really out of focus. I can't remember what movie it was, but nobody else was... Looking around, or just like, oh, whatever. And this movie was also, I mean, the three, I like the 3D in this movie, to be honest, but once they'd fixed it. But actually, you know, when, when you have a 3D projector, it's two lenses firing at the screen. And if they're not converged particularly right, it, it's wrong. But you could see clearly if you took your glasses off, the left hand side of the screen was blurred. Oh, with your glasses on. And the I right hand side the of the screen time. was, um, Clear. So I noticed it the whole time. The whole left side of the screen was out of focus, and it got better toward the right side. 
And but it, it was fine enough. It was just, uh, you know, it was just that little bit off. Yeah, but that was the experience. You know, we had to go and tell them. And then at the end, when we came out, we told them it was still not right. They had a weird reaction. They didn't really care. It didn't seem. Oh, it was like weird. It was like, why are you telling us this? Who, uh, none of us are responsible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the vibe. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell this person and I'll tell that person. Well, just go fucking check it. I don't understand. Yeah. There's like 10 of you who work here. It can't be that hard to narrow down who it is who has to go into the projection room and click a couple of things. Probably it's very oh, computer-oriented. We told a guy outside the theater. I mean, not outside the theater. In the lobby. Oh, there was yeah. a guy sweeping up and he said, oh, it's probably the glasses. Yeah. They're just, they're just a pair of glasses. They're, they're, it's not the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> they're not plugged in or anything. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, that was the bad part of it. But aside from that, it was a pretty, pretty good. No, uh, the onion water was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the theater's no. problem. We went to a vending machine because it was really hot. And it's a kind of shopping mall place in a, a, an outlet. a lake kind of a town. Yeah, it's an outlet mall. Not an indoor mall, outdoor mall. So we went to a vending machine. It ate the $2, and everything said out, 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 out. Like, no. And wouldn't give us the $2 back. So I was like, whatever. I'm going to spend more than $2 today anyway. So we go into a place, and I said, do you have bottled water? And I just I just flippantly said, ugh, the vending machine ate my $2. And she looked at me like, oh, honey. So she, she reaches she said, in. That, oh, that isn't right. Yeah, that isn't right. So she gives us a bottle of water, and then we walk out. And she just said, just take it, just take it, you know. Like they're all connected there somehow, you know. So we walked out and you opened it and started to drink it. And you're like, this smells like onions. And the whole <laughs> bottle smelled like... It was onion She water. had been chopping onions in the back. And she had it all over her glove. And then when she grabbed the bottle, <laughs> so it was like, you got to pay the price for your fruit. <laughs> it wasn't even free water. We'd already spent Pay-tied our $2. Well, so I love those kind of weird things. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> and it's every time. And the GPS never tells us right when we go to that town. It tells you to go in the Even when we update the GPS nope. to the very latest map, no it idea. tells you to go in a loop. Yeah, Just no loop. idea. Do an illegal U-turn. When you get to do an illegal U-turn and you're like, well, we figured it out. in a circle. It's not actually that difficult, no, is it? No, it's really simple. So I shouldn't listen to the Just GPS. don't listen to it, yeah. All right, so uh, I've played one. And you got some shoes. Don't forget your shoes. I did get some shoes, some Nike uh, free That's why I went to the outlet. Shoes. And I got whatever these are. Asses? Asus? Asics. Asics. And what color are they? Pur- purple. <laughs> no, they're not. Orange. Well, they're not just orange. Orange and yellow and green and red and neon yellow. Neon orange. So neon green. If you have uh, one of those Nike outlet stores in, you, uh, in your area, it's like a... I don't know exactly. I've said to you. like I think they send like the last season's colors and things like that yeah. there. Um, they're quite good. Like the you, you can get your shoes like half price. I, I got a pair of Nike Free Run, which are like the the hot Nike shoes at the moment. I got um like some blue and grey ones. Fifty dollars. And they're fifty dollars, and everywhere they're one hundred and twenty dollars. So like you get a good deal in those places. Mine were not that cheap. No, but I love them. They're worth it. So uh, that's that. Uh, I've been playing precisely one game this whole week, um, and it's on the Vita, and it's called Destiny of Spirits. And it's a free game. It's absolutely free to play. Um, And what it's like is a cross between Hearthstone, uh, Pokemon, and a trading card type game. So what it is, you're um, summoning these spirits. And you you, then you're putting them into battle against other spirits. And you're clearing this map. So And the map is actually the real world, our real world. And it's all split into, into little areas. And... 
the spirits in the game can only be summoned in the area where you are. So I get North American spirits if I travelled to Japan with my Vita and played it in a J- Japanese hotel right. room. I would get Japanese spirits. Now you might say, well, you're never going to get all the spirits. Well, that's where you make friends with people in the game and you trade spirits. So it encourages like, oh, I need to make friends with a Japanese person to swap my North American ones for Japanese ones. So, and every uh, region of the whole world has its own individual spirits. So you can get British spirits. And what's cool about them is they're all based on folklore of that area. So there's a lot of Native American ones that I've collected uh, for this area. And when you... Um, trade with people from Japan. There's a lot of geisha and, you know, different uh, samurai spirits. So it's really cool because each thing has like a history of what it is and uh, some are myth- mythical things like mermaids and stuff. But you're battling them against each other. And what I really like about it is the battles are kind of almost automatic. You just let them fight against each other and watch it. And when you win, you get more spirit stones that you use to summon more spirits. Now, it's totally free-to-play. It's on the Vita. There are free-to-play hook things in there if you want to, but I've not found that hard to. You know, you can go in and buy a thousand stones and summon a lot of spirits with real money. But I haven't had to do any of that, like, because they give you tons of stones for winning things, so it's like Hearthstone. I love that game. You see, I play that every single day without fail. Um, I don't pay money to play it because I enjoy playing it, and you get money for playing it anyway. It's, it's a, you don't get money. You get game money. In-game money, you know, that you can use to buy new cards. So that's all I've played this week. Um, Destiny of Spirits. It's free. It's from Sony, and it's on the Vita. So what's for dinner? Tonight will be Hy-Vee Pizza, as per your request. The thin Tuscany type. Vegetables, of course. And my friend Shauna gave us a humongous bowl of her homegrown tomatoes. None of mine are red, by the way, yet. So she gave me a whole bunch. So I made some homemade crockpot tomato vegetable soup. The vegetables aren't homegrown, just the tomatoes. And I also made some salsa. There's a lot of tomatoes. So I also made some salsa. So I have some of that. And uh, chocolate Oreos. Nice. Not homemade. In any way, shape, we form. grow chocolate Oreos out yeah, in the I, back Oh my god, I wish. Oh, maybe I don't. I'd like to have an Oreo vine. That'd yeah. be awesome. And your advice? My for advice week? is not going to be popular. I've heard this advice before. Yeah, think about this. Just think. Just think about this. I'm telling you this. You are not special or precious. Fight club. You're not unique. There's nothing important about you. Okay? Nothing. None of those things apply to you. But they apply to everybody else. Every other person. Now, if you flip that around, it's kind of what you think. You think you are special and unique. And you can give lip service to the fact that, oh, everybody's special. But you don't really think that. Not really, really. You still think your life and your group of friends and your family and your property that you own is precious and and like like your whole being is attached to these things and that makes you special and that it's I don't know like you're precious in some way My but you're precious. not so if you're not right then you can go well nobody is fair enough but if you think you are then everybody is and that your life and your family and your friends are equally as important 
at the life and the family and the friends of anybody else, including the people you don't want to identify with. Families and friends of people who are enemies to your nation. All of those people aren't your enemy. The people making the choices that do, that are negative toward your, whatever your life, whatever it is, you know, the, the bad guys. If they're actually in motion doing bad things towards some other human beings, then we're, I'm not gonna say, oh, they're your, they're your friends or anything. But they're family and friends, regardless of their thoughts and their perceptions of the world. They have Sunday dinners, or Saturday dinners, and they cook food, and they go to sleep, and they make their children comfortable, and they read books, and they think, and they die, and they get upset when people die, and they get cancer, and they fall downstairs, and they do everything that you do. They take a shit every day, and they I, I personally pot. don't get cancer and fall down the stairs very often. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, as a group. True. As a group, all of us are either all special and perfect and precious and unique in our own very precious and unique way, or none of us are. You can't pick and choose who the people are that you think are privileged enough to believe what you believe, to deserve what you deserve, to be entitled to the lifestyle you're entitled to. You can't pick and choose that because it's fucked up. Everybody might see things differently and go for different types of lifestyles, but you are not special. Just because you're an American or a British person or Canadian or a Maltese or, or whatever, uh, whatever country, other countries, yeah, Afghanistan. If you're from the moon, you're special <laughs> and you live here. Only if you're first generation. <laughs> <laughs> if you've, you've trans, you know what I mean? I'm just, I get so sick and tired of people playing this bullshit entitlement thing that because I'm American or because we're European or because we're German or because we're Mexican that we deserve or we are entitled to something. Because you're not. Like, you're entitled to the same thing everybody else is, right? Some respect if you just, if you live in a way that deserves respect um to survive fair enough but being born in a place doesn't give you anything special like you had no control over where that egg and that sperm came together when two people were fucking like it just you could be anywhere on the planet Ooh, you're offending me <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just saying it doesn't make you important it just is ridiculous to me just is ridiculous to me and on that note... And what was the oh. rest of my thing? The other thing I thought of today was that people say, oh, I heard it's on the news about, you know, the, uh, very sadly, another Malaysian airliner went down this time because something was shot at it from the ground in Ukraine. I don't know all the details. But 300, about 300 people. I think it was 297 people. And I heard somebody on CNN, newscaster, saying, it's inconceivable. It is inconceivable. Nothing is inconceivable. It's a weird word because nothing is inconceivable. If someone created a rocket that can shoot an airplane out of the sky, then the fact that a rocket shot an airplane out of the sky is not inconceivable. It's like, True. what's inconceivable? If I say to you, flying donkeys with pink ears, well, it's not inconceivable anymore because I just conceived it in my mind. Nothing technically is inconceivable. Now we have a grammar queen out there and she knows who she is. If she wants to correct me on this, feel free. But that word doesn't make sense. 
Like if you say to somebody, oh, that woman killed her children, that is inconceivable. Well, obviously not, because she conceived of the idea and did it. True. It happened. Spaceships flying isn't inconceivable. I've thought of it. I've put it in a fictional book or a story or a TV thing or we have the space So I think people just use it in a, I'm expressing that it's so horrible, this has happened. I can't even comprehend. But you can, because you just did. True. You understand, well, you might understand the whole of it, but, you know, things, nothing is inconceivable. And what else isn't, what else is not inconceivable is you visiting our websites. (laughs) And how I spelled it. (laughs) I was typing it really fast when you, when you were talking earlier. It's like. (laughs) It's good enough. (laughs) Inconceivable. So I'll remind you about our website, sayscully.com, sidsaw.com. You can catch us on social networking, Twitter, Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the RSS feed, which is on ascully.com. Just click on the word podcast. The iTunes music store, stitcher.com and whatever Microsoft use for podcasting. You can also email feedback to me at ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't... She, it's inconceivable You're to not email. special enough to me. And stay classy. Um, uh, you like her. Rebecca Hall. Yeah. And you like the people individually. Yeah. Just the not all come... Don't all be in this together. <laughs> <laughs> You can think, pick somewhere else this week. You've watched something else that you liked. Yeah, Caesar from Planet of the Apes. There you go. Stay classy, Caesar. And I'm going to say think for yourselves, because if you don't, someone will do it for you.